You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. Welcome to the show. I don't have an interview subject for you this time around. Instead, I'm posting my radio show or an episode from my radio show that went to air on the 8th of August 2017 featuring the flamenco master Paco de Lucia. It's one of those episodes where if you're an extreme metal fan or a rock guy or whatever you might be or girl, it's a bit different. So this is one of those ones where you can probably put it on in the background. You might learn a thing or two. I certainly learned a lot when I was putting it together because I didn't have that much of an understanding of Paco's illustrious career. All I knew was that he was the man when it came to flamenco playing. It popularized it, as a matter of fact. Um, so, look, I'm pretty proud of it overall. Heads up, though, if you're a native Spanish speaker, my Spanish pronunciations are shit house. I did try, and that's all I can do being a native English speaker. So I hope you enjoy it. It's a bit different. I've already posted one featuring Jaco Pistorius, the bass guitar great, and Trey, which is Trey from Morbid Angel, which is more in line with what I'd normally do on the show, but something that's a bit of a tangent. It's just lying dormant in my, you know, in my drive. So I thought, why not share it with the world? So here it is. I can actually play music legally too, by the way. I've got a license to do so in case any of the regulators or whatever it is. I'll put it in the uh, show notes anyway, my license to play music on the podcast. Anyway, here it is. Paco de Lucia, the career retrospective. Welcome to Scars and Guitars on 4ZZZ Z Digital. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith and I hope wherever you are and whatever you are doing, you are well. This is my premiere episode, so I want to welcome you to what I certainly hope is an inspiring and rewarding listening experience. The premise of each show is to dive deep into an artist's catalogue of music, highlighting career-best performances, recordings, and uncovering aspects of their work that are less celebrated. The subject on today's episode is Francisco Gustavo Sanchez Gomez, better known as the brilliant Spanish virtuoso flamenco guitarist, composer and producer Paco de Lucia. I will be playing tracks from many episodes in Paco's career, from his first official release in 1967, La Papilosa, Guitarra de Paco de Lucia, through to his final album, 2014's Canción Andalucia. I became enthralled in Paco's playing after one of my favourite guitarists, death metal and heavy metal virtuoso Ralph Santola, posted a comment to his Facebook timeline only last year about a concert he wanted to attend by Paco in his youth. I certainly hear the inspiration in Ralph's outstanding guitar solos, particularly across the album cuts on Deerside's career best offering from 2006, The Stench of Redemption. Artists like Paco did not create music for commercial adulation. As a consequence, one can choose almost any aspect of his career and start an odyssey listening to some of the most inspiring guitar performances you are ever likely to hear. He is an extraordinarily versatile guitarist known for his lightning-fast picking technique, known as the picardo, combined with the rasguiado, which is the identifiable sound of rhythmically strumming the guitar strings so synonymous with flamenco guitar playing. 
Paco collaborated with vocalist Cameron Della Ayla, guitarist John McLaughlin, Al Demiola and Larry Coriel, and then there was keyboard player Chick Corea in the late 1970s. This saw him gain wider popularity outside of his native Spain. Later collaborations included a commercially successful track with Canadian rocker Brian Adams. Have You Ever Really Loved a Woman charted around the world in 1994. There is an entry in Wikipedia that states that Paco is a leading proponent of the new flamenco style. He helped legitimise flamenco among the establishment in Spain and was one of the first flamenco guitarists to cross over successfully into other genres of music such as classical and jazz. Sounds about right. Paco is noted for his excellent technique in the mechanical sense. Bill Milkowski of US-based jazz and blues production Downbeat described him as the portrait of studied concentration and pristine perfection, stiff back and stern-faced, with a distinguished air about him that some might misread as haughtiness. He is proud and majestic, like a regal Arabian steed prancing with grace and elegance, yet able to reveal great power. It may surprise many to learn that Paco was not formally trained. In regard to a tour with McLaughlin and Coriel in 1980, he is quoted as saying that some people assume that they, that is McLaughlin, Coriel and later Demiola, were learning from me. But I can tell you it was me learning from them. I have never studied music. I am incapable of studying harmony. I don't have the discipline. Playing with McLaughlin and Demiola was about learning these things. Well before he died of a heart attack on the 25th of February 2014 in Mexico, Paco was widely considered to be the world's premier flamenco guitarist. He was also considered by many to be Spain's greatest musical export ever. His influence on flamenco music both as a composer and performer was honoured through the posthumously issued Latin Grammy Award for Album of the Year for his album Canción Andalucía, at the 2014 award ceremony. In 2017, I find Paco's music to be an excellent accompaniment to family occasions. It's great driving music as I traverse long distances through regional Queensland, and I am partial to selecting it as background music if I am performing a task that requires a level of studious dedication. I'm now going to start with a track that I've become both familiar and comfortable with. Entre Dos Awas is taken from the 1975 compilation LP of the same name. Here we go.
Paco de Lucia and his track Entre Dos Awas from the 1975 compilation LP of the same name. Let's have a look at some of the features of Paco's early life and career. Paco was born on the 21st of December 1947 as Francisco Sanchez Gomez in Algeheras, which is in the province of Cadiz in Spain. His father was Antonio Sanchez Pequino, who was also a famed flamenco guitarist. His mother, Luisa Gomez was Portuguese, and it was through his mother that he derived his stage name. Paco's brother, Ramonda Algajeras, was also a famed flamenco guitarist and was a frequent collaborator throughout Paco's career. It was likely through his father's strict tutelage that Paco developed his astounding technique. Forcing a very young Paco to practice for up to 12 hours a day, I can imagine that the Pequino household was not a place for unworthy pursuits or time-wasting endeavours. Ramon and Paco were close through their formative years. Indeed, it was Ramon that would show Paco how to play complex falsettas. It was alongside his other sibling, flamenco singer Pepe de Lucia, that Paco would release his first record, Los Chiquitu de Algajeras, a.k.a. The Kids of Algajeras, in 1961. This is a track from that album. Enjoy one of the first recordings from Paco, 
titled Q Grande, El Castigo. Quiero aliviar 
Andrew Mackay-Smith, and you are listening to Scars and Guitars on 4ZZZ Z Digital. That was Paco de Lucia and Pepe de Lucia performing Q Grande El Castigo from the album Los Chiquito de Algajeras. There are more prominent examples of his frequent collaborations with his guitar-playing brother, however I will share one of the more progressive pieces they did record together. This is from the 1978 album Interpreta Emmanuel de Falla, this is Danza Ritual del Fuego.
That was Paco de Lucia and the track Danza Ritual del Fuego from the 1978 album Interpreta Emanuel de Falla. I mentioned before the song that this is a collaboration with guitar-playing brother Ramon. However, it also features the vocal talents of his other sibling, Pepe de Lucia. I'm a big fan of the great bass playing on that track from Alvaro Ibenez. And what about the percussion from Brazilian icon Ruben Dantas? Dantas was a frequent collaborator with Paco throughout his career. Success and the public eye. It is unfathomable to think that flamenco was not a legitimized form of artistic expression by the mainstream in Spain during Paco's early years, but that is one way of describing how the country viewed the art form. Spain gifted the world the modern guitar, and much of the technique attributed to playing it was invented in the country as far back as 1200 AD. Paco is essential to the breaking down of barriers and walls associated with the perception people in Spain viewed the guitar. Such was his prodigious talent, he managed to obtain a place for the guitar on par with traditional chamber instruments as far as critics were concerned. By the late 1960s, Paco had toured Europe and was beginning to achieve success. It would be during his many tours through Europe that he would meet flamenco singer Cameron de la Isla, and they would go on to collaborate from 1968 to 1977. Indeed, it would be almost impossible to say that their fates were not entwined during these years. The ten albums recorded during this period are held in high regard by fans and critics of flamenco music. The track that I'm about to play is Camina y Dime, written by Tarantos and featured on the first collaborative album between the pair, Alberte La Flores Loran, in 1969. Hey, dime, hey, que sé. 
por prove de mi hermano. Que un barreno Mina Idaim by Camarón de la Isla and Paco de Lucia from the album Alverte La Flores Loran in 1969. The next track is Caminito de Totana from the album of the same name which was released in 1973. Yeah. 
Caminito de Totana by Camarón de la Isla and Paco de Lucia from the album Caminito de Totana. Given the significance of Cameron de la Isla to Paco's career, I will share some factoids about the man. Born Jose Cruz on the 5th of September 1950 in San Fernando, Spain, to a gypsy family, he would eventually adopt the stage name Cameron de la Isla, which cryptically means Shrimp of the Island. Because he was fair and had blonde hair, his uncle nicknamed him the Shrimp, hence the evolution of the stage name. He is considered to be the apex of male flamenco singing, or cantor, and his work is also unique as he pioneered the presence of the electric bass in flamenco. Many see this evolution leading to what is now termed Nouveau Flamenco. The track I'm about to play highlights precisely why he was such an innovator. Paco is of course playing guitar, and the electric bassist is carrying the groove very nicely. This is Como El Agua, from the album of the same name, solely credited to Cameron de la Isla. Yo te torcalo 
a ti mi cuerpo si lo quieres tú Fuego en la sangre no corre a los dos Ay como la agua Ay como la agua Ay como la agua from the album of the same name by Cameron de la Isla. Paco was a proud Spaniard, so I can imagine he was immensely pleased when he looked back over the body of work that he co-created with Cameron. He is quoted as saying that, I don't want to be a star, or a rich man. I'm working for my village, for my country, for my music, for the tradition of the art form, and I want to make the music better, always better. On that note, this track is from a live recording in his homeland. The album is called On Vivo Conciotos, Live in Spain. It was released in 2010, and the song is called Mi Antonia.
My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and you are listening to Scars and Guitars on 4ZZZ Z Digital. That was Me Antonia by Paco Dalucia from the album En Vivo Conciertos Live in Spain. The next two tracks are taken from what is considered to be Paco's most influential release, and I'll have plenty to say about that after the tracks have been played. The first track is called La Barossa, and the second track is called Gloria El Nino Ricardo. Both are from the album Sirocco, which was released in 1987.
Welcome back. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and you are listening to Scars and Guitars on 4ZZZ Z Digital. You just heard La Barossa and Gloria Al Nino Ricardo from the album Sirocco. Both tracks are credited to Paco de Lucia. What can possibly be said about the 1987 release Sirocco? This is the sound of a flamenco guitarist, one of the music world's greatest six-string innovators performing in solo. Stripped back, raw, except the album is anything but sparse. Rich colours and waves of energy emanate from Paco's performance. It is an engaging album, visceral. From a purely technical perspective, there are far too many how-did-he-do-that moments to mention. Sirocco is, and possibly always will be, one of the ultimate Guitar Pro albums ever recorded. By 1987, Paco had almost 20 years on the clock as a studio musician. One of the highest compliments that can be afforded to a musician is for the perception that their music has managed to transcend the limitations of the studio environment. A performer as spontaneous and present as Paco needs both the right songs that match his emotive state and also the environment to capture his performance in a manner that can live through the ages as a permanent recording or an oral icon that will withstand the test of trends, commercial constraints and technology's ever-advancing signature into music and modern sounds. The next two tracks will be taken from Sirocco. The first is also the opening track to the album, La Cañada. The second track is called Casilda. I have randomly selected both tracks, so neither have been chosen for any other reason than to demonstrate that Sirocco is a circular album. Any one of the tracks can be rearranged and still tell a wonderful story.
The first of the two tracks you just heard is called La Cañada, and the second track is called Cacilda. Both are taken from the 1987 album Sirocco, credited to Paco de Lucia. I mentioned in my introduction that Paco is well known for collaborating with guitarist John McLaughlin 
Aldi Miola, Larry Coriel, and jazz fusion keyboard player Chick Corea. He also received chart success alongside AOR superstar Brian Adams. Let's have a look at his relationship with John McLaughlin first. McLaughlin was born 4th of January 1942 in Doncaster, South Yorkshire, England. A recording artist since the mid-60s, McLaughlin is perhaps best known for his work with Miles Davis on his electric jazz fusion albums In a Silent Way, Bitches Brew, Jack Johnson and On the Corner. Parco released a few recordings of John McLaughlin, a video of a performance at London's Royal Albert Hall, titled Meeting of the Spirits, which was recorded in 1979, Friday Night in San Francisco and Castomar in both from 1981, Passion, Grace and Fire from 1983, and finally, the Guitar Trio in 1996. There is also a host or a trove of other live recordings. When informed of Parco's passing in 2014, McLaughlin had this to say. Paco was a real man. Real in the sense of true. True to himself. True to his music and to everybody else. A man in that he was passionate, but he had true compassion and a deep understanding of the human condition. All this was revealed in his music and in his marvellous guitar playing. To have worked and played music with him is one of the greatest blessings in my life. To say that I will miss him is an understatement. In the place where he lived in my heart, there is now an emptiness that will stay with me till I join him. The following track featuring John McLaughlin is called Fantasia Suite. It is taken from the 1981 release Friday Night in San Francisco. The album credit is to Al Dimiola, John McLaughlin and Paco de Lucia. The song credit itself is to Al Dimiola. Thank you. 
is Andrew Mackay-Smith and you are listening to Scars and Guitars on 4ZZZ Z Digital. That was Fantasia Suite from the 1981 release Friday Night in San Francisco. The album credit is to Aldi Miola, John McLaughlin and Paco de Lucia. The song credit itself is to Aldi Miola. So the next guitarist to discuss 
is El Dimiola. Dimiola was born on the 22nd of July, 1954, in Jersey City, New Jersey. He studied music at Berklee College of Music in Boston. While studying it at the ripe old age of 19, he received an invitation to join Chick Corea in his band, Return to Forever. So what is there that can be possibly said to further articulate the genius of Al Dimiola? He is possibly best known as the world's premier fusion guitarist. That is, he combined jazz, blues and rock. Paco and Dibiola's collaborations included the 1981 release Friday Night in San Francisco, 1983's Passion, Grace and Fire, and finally, the guitar trio from 1996. When informed of Paco's passing, Dimiola stated this, Paco de Lucia was viewed in my mind and the world of flamenco as the most important of the newer generations of guitarists embodying the most advanced flamenco approach the world has ever known. Whilst I was a part of Chick Corea's Return to Forever at the ripe old age of 19, we toured together. It was there that the buzz around him prompted my research and I purchased several of his recordings. I saw the potential of us collaborating one day. His technique far surpassed any other in the realm of flamenco type players and I envisioned an amazing collaboration between us. His influence was major and the legions of followers in that world are for sure quite many. However, it was the courage of Paco to break the mould and venture into a more unconventional, harmonically challenging, highly interplayable duet role. He was ready for a challenge that was deemed risky in those days when most, or all other flamenco guitarists would never have had the guts to go. I will play two tracks demonstrating the collaboration between Paco and Dimiola. The first track is called Manja de Carnaval. The songwriting credit is to Luis Bonfa and Antonio Maria. It is taken from the 1996 album The Guitar Trio featuring Al Dimiola, Paco de Lucia and John McLaughlin. The second track is called Orient Blue Suite from the 1983 album Passion, Grace and Fire. The songwriting credit is to Al Dimiola and the recording features John McLaughlin, Al Dimiola and Paco de Lucia.
The first track that I played then was Manha de Carnaval. The songwriting credit is to Louise Bonfa and Antonio Maria, taken from the 1996 album The Guitar Trio, featuring Aldi Miola, Paco de Lucia and John McLaughlin. The second track was Orient Blue Sweet, from the 1983 album Passion, Grace and Fire. The songwriting credit is to Aldi Miola, and the recording features John McLaughlin, Aldi Miola and Paco de Lucia. So the final guitarist to discuss is Larry Coriel. Coriel was born Lorenz Albert van der Linde III on April 2, 1943, in Gavelston, Texas. He passed away from natural causes on February 19, 2017. Coriel enjoyed a long career performing with other notable artists, however he is certainly best known for the albums recorded under his own name and for his performance alongside Paco and John McLaughlin, as the genesis of the guitar trio. Coriel appeared on the 1981 Paco de Lucia recording, Castro Marin. I couldn't find a quote attributed to Coriel about Paco, however I did find an obituary for Coriel on the Rolling Stone. In the article, the author states, In the mid to late 60s, Coriel broke down genre barriers with his eclectic fluid playing and experiments with melding, plodding rock rhythms and spacious jazz chords. His breakthrough... 1969 Spaces, featured a who's who of the nascent fusion genre's innovators. This includes guitarist John McLaughlin, pianist Chick Corea, and drummer Billy Cobham, all of whom would play on Miles Davis' landmark 1970 fusion LP, Bitches Brew. He would later play with McLaughlin, again in the guitar trio, an ensemble that also featured Paco de Lucia, and would later include Aldi Miola after Coriel was forced to exit due to a drug addiction. I will play a track featuring both Paco and Coriel. This is called Palenque, from the 1981 album from Paco de Lucia, Castro Marin. This recording also features John McLaughlin.
The track you just heard is called Palenque. It is from the 1981 album from Paco de Lucia called Castro Marin. It is a recording that also features Larry Coriel and guitarist John McLaughlin. The final name in the quintet of notable collaborators is Armando Anthony Chick Correa. Born June 12, 1941 in Chelsea, Massachusetts, Correa is credited with composing numerous jazz standards which include Spain, 500 Miles High and La Fiesta. He is proclaimed to be the major jazz piano icon in the post-John Coltrane world. He is also well known due to his membership of Miles Davis's band in the 1960s. He would record the 1970 release Bitches Brew, as we mentioned earlier, alongside Paco alumni John McLaughlin. Like Dimiola, Career is a towering figure in the world of music. A recipient of far too many awards to mention, Career continues to release vital compositions and he is well into his 70s. On learning of Paco's death, Career said this, Paco inspired me in the construction of my own musical world as much as Miles Davis and John Coltrane. Now, I don't think a compliment can be issued any higher than that. Paco and Career appeared on the 1990 album by Paco and his sextet. The album was called Ziryab. I will play a track from Ziryab. This is a track called Soniket. The songwriting is credited to Bulerius.
just heard Sonic Get from the album Ziriab by Paco de Lucia. The songwriting is credited to Belarius. That's it from me. You have been listening to the premiere episode of Scars and Guitars for 4 Z Z Digital. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. I really hope you've enjoyed the wonderful music of Paco de Lucia on this episode. Do join me next week as I dive deep into the Van Halen-inspired death metal mastery of George Emmanuel III, a.k.a. Trey Exagtoth, the guitarist in Morbid Angel. It's goodbye for now. Well, that's it. Maybe don't join me next week for Morbid Angel, for Trey's career retrospective either, because, well, you can listen to it right now, okay? So if you just type in Trey Azagtoth, spelled how it sounds, uh, into, or just search it by my podcast stuff. You guys know what to do, Jesus. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. As I say, it's about three and a half years old now, and right at the beginning of my journey as a podcaster and a radio show host. So that's it. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. You have been listening to the Paco de Lucia Career Retrospective on the Scars and Guitars podcast series. Thanks for tuning in.